Hi, this is Patricia. And I'm Derek. And welcome to The Fair Dose. Twenty second Independence Day. Hello, Derek. <laughs> yeah, happy Independence Day to you, Sam. So, but since it's the one hundred and twenty second birthday of the Philippines, there has been roughly one hundred and twenty two years of history going on. So, to start off with this podcast. Uh, what's your favorite uh, event in history? My favorite event in Philippine history is when Ramon Magsaysay won as a president. It was a big win for for peasants, for farmers, and he did a lot of things during his term. One of which is he was successful in negotiating with the Hukbalhaps or the rebel groups during that time. And uh, he opened Malahanyang to farmers, to peasants, and he was pro-people. And he's actually my favorite president because he was really pro-mass, for pro-masses. And sad lang because he died early because of a plane crash. Although there were a lot of conspiracy theories that he did not die though a plane crash, but like someone assassinated him or like someone plotted mm-hmm. against him. How about you? My favorite event in history. Is somewhat more recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the proclamation of Duterte as being president. Wow. Same no president din yung like favorite event in history. Uh, although controversial, kung sabihin ko ngayon, this is my favorite uh, event in history. It's really a historical moment. Because Duterte is the first president, from, not from Luzon. No, he's from Visayas and Mindanao. People in Visayas and Mindanao, do you feel represented after decades of uh, these people from Luzon trying to govern uh, the whole country? Uh, here comes Parang for them, it's a savior. Parang ganun. For them, it's a way to have the change that they want. Kaya, di ba yun yung gusto niya? Change is coming. Like, you know? It was good at first. Change was coming. They, they were given loans to farmers. You know, most recent na good ko from this administration. But then recently, the change that was coming was change for bad. 
the worst. It's not changing for good anymore. Not changing oh, no. for the better. Yeah, it's sad lang because a lot of Filipinos hoped na it would be him who would, you know, um, expose the broken system and you know, change no, the system. Because that's what he did in Davao before when he was yung mayor. Mm. He changed Davao from being yung murder capital of the Philippines into what it is now. To a less murder Place. Nice <laughs> Place. So sad because, yeah, he exposed a broken system. And especially during the recent years where we really saw extrajudicial killings, arrests without warrants, and even more recently, yung response ng government in this pandemic. But to be fair, yung sa EJK and sa mga no warrant or warrantless arrest. Uh, I think it's a matter of bureaucracy din. Kasi mm. those people are under people that are under him, that are under these people. And it just becomes a mishmash of everything. Na bureaucratic. That they have to go through this process and this process and this process. So, Pero, of course, he's the literal figurehead of the government. And people think that he will help. Well, speaking of that, uh, I really supported Duterte because of his uh, previous platform, na yung federalism, to give uh, more power to regions because I really think in the Philippines they should implement that as a very diverse of Philippines but more on that in future episodes <laughs> oh no sa akin naman like as time goes by it really exposed his personal interest and bias like it started with the build 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 program with China and then Ever since, I personally felt like he wasn't protecting our national interest anymore. Like my news report na someone landed sa Pag-asa Island and then they received a roaming message na welcome to China. So that's absurd, diba? There's a lot of, you know, Filipinos na nagugutom every day because of this pandemic a lot of Filipinos na lay off sa work namin nagihirap ngayon and then ito pa dadagdag pa to na problem marami pang issues si Duterte during like their more recent years yes. hindi lang yung hindi lang yung about sa like how foul his words are pag mag Prescon, ganyan. Pero may explanation din yan. More on that on another future episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the incompetency of this government was further exposed by the pandemic. Yes. No. So sad kasi they should have been parang they should have imposed lockdowns early on when we 
have like lesser cases. 50 pataas na ata yung cases natin. Doon pa lang sila ng general community quarantine. And then there's anti-terror bill. Nag-pandemic na nga. Yung government napupush pa na anti-terror bill. Diba? Ang galing-galing. Although to be fair then again, meron point yung other people regarding na they really need to amend daw the Human Security Act. Kasi meron din daw talagang shortcomings yung bill. Although may mga valid arguments man na ano, kailangan protektahan ng Filipino people from, from NPA, from terrorists. But kailangan yeah. din protektahan ng Filipino people from the government. I mean, problem ko talaga dito with this bill is the main definition of terrorism. I remember our prof saying na wala naman talagang consensus on the definition of terrorism. It was America during the 9-11 who pinpointed people who are terrorists. Ikaw, ano issue mo sa anti-terrorism? And now our government wants to define terrorism. I mean, my valid points, naman, talaga, regarding it with the shortcomings of the HSA. But there are specific provisions in the ATD that I think should be inspected a lot more. So I'll just... Uh, quickly go through some of the sections. Uh, I won't go into okay. detail uh, doon sa mm-hmm. sections na discuss na ng other people. Kasi you can easily find it on the internet. But mm-hmm. I want to discuss uh, a f- specific section where I think I could provide more of a uh, analysis on it na different take on it but before that sige, I'll list down the sections na other people are saying are controversial mm-hmm. like in section 4 where it defines terrorism na as anyone who develops manufactures possesses acquires transports etc weapons explosives of a biological nature, of a radioactive nature, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't specifically say na weapons of mass destruction ang kailangan. Uh, it, it says includes uh, weapons of mass destruction, but it also includes just weapons or explosives. I think, to be fair with them, they included that because... Uh, rudimentary ang weapons usually ng terrorists in the Philippines. Hindi yung advanced weapons talaga. Or like, they have rifles na nice. Yeah. Uh, some of their explosives are just taken from the military. Na i-ambush nila, di ba? But with this bill, just owning a knife, uh, it will define you as a terrorism candidate. And also for the release of dangerous substances or causing fire or floods or explosives. 
you could also be tagged as a terrorist. Yeah, and even though they say that terrorism shall not include you know, advocacy, protest, dissent, blah, 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 which are not intended to cause death or serious physical harm upon others. Sino mo pa magsabi na terroristic yung mm. act? Diba? It's still the anti-terrorism council. Yeah. In section 5, even just to threat to commit terrorism, any person shall threaten to commit any act uh, mentioned in section 4 shall also have a conviction of terrorism. And it quickly becomes uh, a way for the police to say or any authority to say that these, this person was threatening to commit terrorism. And even though na sil, it's the burden of proof is on them. What's gonna stop them from uh, what's that? Manufacturing evidence against you. So in section seven, uh, conspiracy to commit terrorism. It's defined as two or more terms coming to an agreement concerning the commission of terrorism, where commission is the noun form the verb commit and it's penalized by life imprisonment without the benefit of parole that's so scary so na slide man si Tito Soto twittered na we don't need martial law anymore if ATB comes into effect as a law so itong conspiracy to commit terrorism I think I can draw a parallel with Yung sa martial law time, where people were not allowed to congregate in groups because if you were to congregate mm-hmm. in groups, you were suspected of creating dissent or creating a rebellion against the government. And so, section 8 of the anti terror bill. It states any person who proposes to commit terrorism uh, is also uh, is that criminalized or accused of the crime of terrorism under this bill. It's scary because they proposes lang the anti-terrorism council can deem you and propose ka as you commit terrorism. And in section nine, inside to commit terrorism. Any person who shall incite others to execute terrorism through speeches, proclamations, writings, emblems, banners, or others, uh, you could be charged with the same crime as those who committed uh, the terrorist acts just because you incited them. Uh, even though I know no, that should be included because it would uh, dissuade some people from encouraging others, or it defines others encouraging others to commit terrorism Mm -hmm. as terrorists also. But I think it can be abused. And this bill could be used against people who 
alam mo yun, who express their dissent. Yeah, they would manufacture evidence against these people. And uh-huh. so, uh, Section 25, designation of terrorists. The ATC can designate upon probable cause, upon probable cause lang. Although, to be fair with them, they did put probable cause. Now they have to convince a local court that this person is a terrorist. But what's stopping them from manufacturing evidence? And then in Section 29, another scary part of the bill, na it seems very martial law-ish. Are uh, detention without the judicial mm-hmm. warrant of arrest? New ATC can Uh-oh. authorize anybody to be detained for 14 days, and it can be extended by 10 days. Any person suspected mm-hmm. of committing terrorism, suspected long, and they detain that person to find evidence. So what's stopping them from manufacturing evidence again? It's so that provision is so scary because. No, parang, parang rule of law man talaga is you're innocent until proven yes. guilty. But with this law, it's like you're guilty until you're proven innocent. Exactly. That's so scary. So, here I think some people overlook the section 12 of the TV. Mm-hmm. What section about 12 section 12? It says you're providing material support to terrorists. If you do that, you are also principally liable to the act of these uh, terrorists. Mm-hmm. I paid special attention to this section because in knowing that my, I, I am currently studying accounting, uh, management accounting in the accountancy field. And if you provide material support, it could mean anything. Because in uh, the accounting field or in accounting terminology, material is, uh, it could mean, it means significant, but it could mean significant to a different uh, context. Different context. Uh, have different meanings for material. And it's the materiality concept in accounting. Where, mm. for example, a thousand pesos would be material or significant for the Sari Sari store. Because, of course, 1,000 pesos capital na yun. But for mm-hmm. a company like, uh, let's say, a big developer, national developer in the Philippines. Uh, 1,000 pesos, that's what? That's not even part of, that's not even a significant portion of the airfare. Now, when we go from Manila to other places for them to do a physical check or for them to do an inspection of their projects outside of Manila. So ayun, material mm. is defined as very 
vague concept. Tapos, we pin uh, this anybody who provides material support on those people that they tagged as terrorists. Let's say you, yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy. Let's say you let your friend borrow money. Now, like, sige, let's say 1,000 again. Tapos, that person was accused of being a terrorist. Since yun lang yun a person, does that mean uh, you provided material support to that terrorist? Mm. Tapos, pwede ka na rin itag as a terrorist? See? Mm. The law is very vague. And that's exactly where some laws should be criticized kung saan sila vague. I hope na if ever mapasamantan na bil, I hope someone would, you know, bring this uh, yeah, revisions, but I hope someone would bring this to the Supreme Court for, no unconstitutionality. Yeah, I think uh, the best recourse that we have, short of them revising uh, vague portions of the law or bill, okay, wala naging law. but if it becomes a law, I hope they do scrutinize it before. If it's pursued now, it has more people backing the case. So if ever there is an unconstitutionality case against it, then I think it could be pursued more by the Supreme Court. I just hope that they would really uphold the Constitution. <laughs> and really, alam yun, maintain the checks and if balances they don't, in the then government. I would probably really lose hope for the Philippines now. <laughs> but I really hope that they uh, uphold the constitution and how it is a law for the people. But of course, uh, dream naman talaga nating dalawa na maging lawyer and to fix the Philippines. Hopefully, help, help fix the Philippines. Fix a broken system. So I really hope that this APB uh, is revised more. Para wala na siyang loopholes. Because that's what uh, lawyers are trained to do. Find the loophole in the law. Because mm-hmm. to be fair, to be fair. And use it. Uh, yung concern ng other people mm-hmm. na uh, people should be protected from terrorists. Well, of course, everybody, I, everybody knows. I know that, especially. Because well, we know that, especially because we're here in Mindanao. We experience, we don't experience yeah. firsthand terrorism because we're in Davao. Mm-hmm. But we have friends who had sa, experiences. Maraming uh, students na like, magsabi na yeah. normal na lang yung uh, sounds of 
guns in their area and bombings. Ganyan. So it's normal for them. Masyuk na sila if wala yun sa kanilang area. Yun yung scary din. But it's also scary to have uh, this yeah. big looming government over our heads. Okay, so I think it's time to end this podcast because we're too fed up with the Philippine government. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just so angry. Because a lot of people doesn't even understand or, you know, naintindihan yung ng people and yung ibang supporters pa you know who, <laughs> you know who, they, alam mo, red tag. Yeah. This has been your host, Patricia Vitana. This has been your co-host, Derek Farida. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Anyway, it's time to end the podcast. Anyway, on a, so, on a different note, I hope you would listen. I think the next episode would okay. feature less politics. Less politics for now. Yes. And then we'll be talking yes. about Philippine yes. society and culture. So we would all get a break yes, from all yes, of this negativity. Yes. <laughs> Hi. I'm excited for the next episode. Anyway, it's time to end the podcast.